0: Welcome back to the Girl of Gen Z podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa, and today I have a special guest by the name of Kieran Wittenbooth, which is my boyfriend who's never been on my podcast yet. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) So before we jump into some of the topics that I've planned for this episode, do you want to give a little summary about yourself, who you are, what you do?
1: Who I am is not what I do though.
0: Wow, that's deep. He's very (laughs) starting on such a strong note. I mean,
1: I do construction, but that's definitely not who I am. Uh, Not at all. I don't know. Um, I'm 22 now. I like working out a lot and entrepreneurship and self-development pretty much.
0: Yeah, that pretty much sums you up. Yes, that is correct. I thought you going <laughs> to expand. So we are in a different filming, recording location. I'm usually in my little studio corner in my bedroom, but we've uh, changed locations to Kieran's basement on this nice big comfy couch. If you're watching the YouTube video, you, you definitely see it. But, but if you're not, then yeah. <laughs> um. So some of the topics that I have set out are topics that we like him and I have spoken about in the past, Um, we go on a lot of walks to get our steps in and we have some deep conversations during those times. So one of the times or maybe a couple of the times we just wrote down a bunch of the topics that were brought up in that walk. So Most
1: walks should just be an episode.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, honestly, honestly. uh, Love mics. (laughs) So we wrote down a bunch of them and we thought it'd be just a great conversational type piece slash episode
1: i don't remember any of these though to
0: share and the funny thing is he's actually come up with a lot of these topics like these are topics that you you said like these would be really good to talk about so i'm glad i wrote them down and i'm excited to get into them today so the first one being brand attachment i feel like it's such a general topic but when we talked about it it was so loaded (laughs) with um our opinions on it so I think this stemmed from following different influencers and what they wear and promote and, you know, clout and that whole word.
1: Yeah, well, with what you wear, there's people that will buy things because they think other people will think they're cool for wearing it. And there's people that will buy things because they think it's cool to wear it or they actually feel an attachment to that product like obviously the easiest one to say is Supreme. Like Supreme has a deep skating history in New York and they just opened up and they were like the place where the skaters would hang out. And then the, the product started moving in the skating community. And then that community was on, you know, they'd make like their skate videos and then they just saw it around town and it got cool. And now every 12 year old and their mother wants to buy Supreme and they have no idea about anything about it other than the fact that it's cool and it's Supreme, Right. whereas so you, there's people that'll buy Supreme because it's Supreme or there's people that are bi-supreme because they're attached to the brand of what they actually embody and things like that, like a rebellious culture and just things like that. Skating culture is one of the coolest cultures in the entire world. It's pretty much cooler than skating itself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think if I have, like, an example.
1: Like, personally, I have a better attachment to Nike over Adidas. Why? And I can't... Mostly, like, the athletes call like... In the cultures that I'm associated with, personally, it's more respected to feel that way, regardless of what like either brand thinks. Nike is cooler in hip hop culture. Like Adidas is almost like the guy to hate. Really, like, Yeezy Ye- 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 Ye is like the only reason to like Adidas, and it's pretty lo- one sided either way. So, you either like adidas for easy, but that's pretty much all adidas has going for it they don't have a sneaker they don't have athletes that you're attached to you a sneaker. nobody who ultra boost yeah. no that's not like that's <laughs> not a sneaker that's a running shoe it's
0: just my favorite sneaker
1: but that would be like a running shoe like they don't have a jordan a, an air force one Fair a, enough. A, any like there's so many different types of jordans that are all like their own space and adidas has ultra boost the nmds were okay for a while but there's no even, uh, like, celebrity who endorses it that you kind of attach yourself to other than Kanye. And he has Yeezy. Like, that's Yeezy itself. That's and true. some people are hit or miss on Kanye. Like, they could either hate Yeezy or love Yeezy, but it's just because of him. Like, when they came out, they were huge, and it was, like, a supreme at that point. Like, you just buy Yeezy to buy Yeezy. And now it's kind of died off where it's, like, you pretty much have to like Kanye to buy Yeezy because no one really cares about the clout part of it anymore.
0: That's true. How like, many years ago did Yeezy come out?
1: I don't know. I think around 2012, because I remember there's a, tw- like, the Nike Air Yeezy. So, actually, just after 20, 20- because he started with with Nike. Like, Kanye's first deal was with Nike for the Nike Air Yeezy, and those shoes are, like, tens of thousands of dollars now, I think. Yeah, like, if you get a Nike Air Yeezy, that's extremely limited, because there's only a couple runs, or even of different colors. But Nike wanted to keep making them as they would pay him, almost like a commission on the shoe, instead of him getting all the money or like getting the full brand like nike wanted to use him as like an athlete and he was like no i want to be everything like i want my own line like a jordan kind of thing like what he has with it Ad- with what he has with adidas that's why he's with adidas it's because they offered him the like you guy. can have your own line instead of being like we'll pay you and you can work with this work with us but we get the final say he was like i want the whole say and i want all the money for it like i i know what i'm worth and like what my influence is and they said, like, Willie, we don't agree with you. So he left and went to Adidas. And that's how Yeezy started. And that was probably just shortly after 2012. Hmm. Like, he wanted to be Jordan. Yeah. But he wasn't, they didn't give him that opportunity. And he has many bars about it.
0: Innocent.
1: Yeah, about how, like, Nike didn't see what they're missing out and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I feel like now Nike is like, crap, we should have just. <laughs> Gave him what he wanted, cause now look at him.
1: Yes and no, like they're doing almost just. You never know how much, what, how that would have panned out, cause he's That's pretty true. difficult to work with. That's why he wants his own kind of shelf control, control over it, cause I'm sure a team would have trouble working with him. But Nike's pretty successful right now, and it's almost like they could be more successful because people that don't like Kanye support Nike, or like if you disagree with Kanye West, you align yourself with Nike like Drake has bars about going uh, checks over stripes like tons of rappers and influencers and celebrities are kind of Nike affiliated whereas They I don't think they're losing market share because they don't have Kanye like he's done some wild things the last couple Years where he's lost his own market share a little bit like people are so a little bit less sided with Kanye now even diehards Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Nike has a complete market share and I would affiliate myself more with them. Even though I like, I would wear both. I don't have a even Puma. Like Puma has more of almost like a, a celebrity. They did a huge step up with celebrities in the last couple of years. That's
0: very true. With, a lot of them.
1: Yeah, like Gez, Big Sean, J. Cole. Gomez. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking um, females. <laughs> um thinking, and Corday. Like they've done a huge marketing push, almost better than Adidas now. Whereas, I'm sure Adidas has a way bigger market share than Puma still, but their 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 push of the audience has been a lot better with Puma. Like, they kind of revived their brand.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. They've done a lot of celebrity collabs.
1: Same thing with, like, Champion. Yeah. Do you wear Champion because you, you just are so attached to them? No. No. You literally wear <laughs> Champion because Champion came back in style. They only have one good product, and it's reverse weave. And yes. those are actually, like, nice hoodies. Yes. Everything else is just because it has a C on it.
0: Yes. Agree with you on that. Um, So I guess kind of piggybacking off of that, we put as another topic justifying material goods. And I remember when we were talking about this, you said something along the lines of, um, we wear some of the most expensive pieces on our feet, on the dirty floor, like on the ground. And I just want to talk about that.
1: Um, It is a hard line to decide what's worth money in terms of, like obviously, when you're buying Yeezys or you're buying designer clothing, it's not worth what you're paying for it. Like most of the time, it's not. Like there's a certain time where the dollar to value ratio is good, and then the 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 higher the brand name gets, the actual value you're getting is not there. Now it's just brand name. Like one of the ones that's not bad is Louis Vuitton. Like their stuff is say, really like, high let's quality. Let's
0: go over our example with that. What piece we each have and what like what we think is that justifying.
1: So there's some things where it's still overpriced, but you're getting a lot of value there. Like Louis Vuitton, I think most of their stuff is really good value. Like not clothing, but like their bags and their leather goods. Whereas something like Gucci is honestly most of the time garbage. Like it's literally just because it has a GUCCI on it or some kind of snake. And most of the time people just buy it because it's Gucci. Um, Common Project sneakers, those are extremely high quality sneakers. They're like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you can find a better value sneaker for like 100 or 200 and it's going to give you pretty similar things and then you kind of pay that extra 200 for it to be common projects. Mm-hmm. So it's deciding what's worth it in that respect. Um, I don't know. As long as you can understand that it's not going to bring you any level of happiness greater than the other things would, like a, a cheaper pair, and you have the money to spend, I think that's the most important part is that you're not going above your means to spend that money because most people are clout chasing and they see someone wearing these clothes and they have the money to buy it, but you want to be cool too. So you don't have the money to buy it and you still buy it mm-hmm. like living off rent budgets Yeah, literally. and pay, buying like designer clothes. Like you need to get your priorities straight and mm-hmm. then get to a place where you can buy designer clothes.
0: Right. I think Jeffrey star is a huge example of that he shared in his early Actually, one of his more recent videos, but he talked about his early days, how he was struggling just to pay rent, but he always had to make sure that he had enough for that new, whatever, Balenciaga bag or Louis Vuitton bag, and he couldn't afford it at the time, but he was, like, forcing himself to afford it so he could, like, fit in, I almost feel like, and now... what was this? He could, oh, what do you mean?
1: Like, was that before he was Jeffree Star? Yeah, this when was he his, was, like, a rock star? This was
0: his MySpace days, yeah. So, he said that he... Most definitely couldn't afford these expensive bags, but he made sure that he could. He was into all the
1: kind of like designer stuff, even when he had like the pink hair and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And
0: now he doesn't even think twice about buying those things because he. Most definitely can afford and just keep a collection of them in his closet. Just well, so now we it's have. part
1: of marketing. Like, he can almost expense those clothes because he literally, if he uses an outfit for an Instagram or for an Instagram picture or video, wears like, it in a, a video, or- yeah, the money he raises from those things pay back to what he's getting. Like, he gets to have them and they're cheaper because of the money he makes back in return for owning them. Like, make a video about a bag. If that video makes you $5,000, that bag is now $5,000 cheaper there's tons of ways like there's a guy i watch on youtube called graham stefan and he justified getting a tesla because after he expensed it as his work vehicle got the tax rebates did all this yada yada like save the difference between saving on gas versus electricity he made the thumbnail how i got a tesla for 78 dollars a month whereas like if you work out all the math at the end of the year like how he's expensed it and justified all the purchases he the tesla is only 78 dollars a fine for finance a month and then the that video got millions of views and it paid for the tesla so now it's a it's like a negative purchase investment like he's made money just for purchasing it yeah. because that video about that item made him money so it's like when a youtube video youtube youtuber buys like a lens if that lens makes your content x amount better and you get more views and more money that lens kind of pays for itself but for it's sure. not a one to one whereas like that video is about that product and that got you money whereas that Tesla video was about that product. You only made the money because of that product, and now you've paid that product back just for posting the video about it.
0: Right. Max Tuning did the similar thing with his motorbike thing. He's like, I made this many videos, now it's basically paid for this bike I oh, bought. Oh, the
1: electric bike. Yeah. It's kind of like the Jeep too. Yeah. The Jeep's not gonna be a profitable investment. Like no. that was way too expensive, yeah. but he's making some money back by making videos about it.
0: And a lot. Like he has an update about that vehicle in every single video he makes sure he just has a little clip
1: <laughs> but it's not making because if he spent like 80k on the car he's not going to make 80k in revenue from views on that no, on no that vehicle. not fully
0: but i he definitely makes still something. offsetting it it's yeah. offsetting which yeah. helps
1: and it gets just gets him more stuff to fill videos with 100 percent, yeah
0: right um so we put status versus craftsmanship but i feel like we kind of already touched on that with
1: um Something like Louis Vuitton, yeah. where back in the day, how they started was I don't know if it was Napoleon, but some French ruler or general found this guy who was making chess that were rectangles and they could fit inside of each other, and they were fire retardant and things like that. So, and he was so taken aback by how good the craftsmanship of it was that he bought the rights, like and outfitted his whole army with um with these suitcases. And he kind of just employed this guy. And then it became, if all the noblemen had it, you would want it too. Right. So it kind of trickled down the society where, so if you were on a ship, your chest would fit inside of each other and there was no rounded top. Like it was, that was a stupid invention. Whoever decided to put rounded tops on chests, you can't stack them. Yeah. But all these guys could stack their Louis Vuitton chests on top of each other and then fit inside of each other when you're not using them. So they take up one when you're not using them. They're fire retardant and like waterproof and all that or water resistant. and Or you can stack them on top when you're using them all so it was just he was just a great inventor and the like i don't know if it was napoleon i think it was napoleon but i don't want to be fact check on that that noticed him and just kind of was like yeah i want it all and that's yeah. how he got famous i don't know the story of gucci but their products are not that high quality in my opinion based on what you i've seen i'm anything, sure some, what you've, yeah, some what you've I, I know in, people in who have store. gucci stuff and from what i've seen there's and it's just overpriced like maybe that 800 dollar t-shirt is fantastic and it's worth 90 dollars or 100 dollars it's not worth 800 i promise
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. What's another brand that the craftsmanship is all there? Like how you said Louis Vuitton.
1: Most designer brands are not going to get you that value. Like I think products, Kanye's Easy line, I like the stuff, the clothing, and I feel like it's pretty good quality and it's not extremely overpriced. Like You can get a t-shirt for like under a hundred bucks, I think, like some of them. Supreme is not bad. Supreme, a lot of it is not that great but you don't have to pay the crazy price for it. If you get something retail, it's regular price. Like right. if you they have a new Air Force 1 coming out, it's going to be the price of an Air Force 1. It's just the fact that when the, you the resale makes it not worth it, but their stuff is regular price when you buy it reg when you buy it in the store if you get it on retail.
0: Right.
1: So like Alphalete, for example, if you're in that area, their products are really good for the price you pay. Like, when they first started and they were making men's t-shirts, they were just kind of essential t-shirts. And they were, like, 30 bucks because you couldn't... They were the quality five times of Zara, but the same price. That is a great value for your money because the shirt's not going to fall apart in a couple of weeks. And it's not that expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, something like that would be... Or there's tons of new brands that come out. NML. I feel like Blue
0: Lemon, too. They're, they do the free hemming and... Basically, if you have any issue at all with the piece of clothing, even if it's beyond the 30 days, they almost always do something for you, whether it's give you the brand new product or switch it for store credit or give you your money back. Like they're really, really good with that.
1: Yeah, most of the level right before designer is where you're going to get the best value for money. I would consider it premium merchandise where Lululemon and stuff like that would fit in that category is where they're still giving you. All the quality and the brand recognition, but they're not hitting that next price point of just charging you for the brand name. Like right. the one right under that, like John Geiger stuff seems amazing. I was bring him up, yeah. And his stuff is a little expensive, but it's not like crazy because a pair of shoes is like three hundred bucks, three thirty. So that's expensive, but the craftsmanship is insane, and he shows you what he does and He's how he a goes huge through creative.
0: it. Creative, like I respect him almost so much more because of his designs and artwork and like how he comes up with this stuff as opposed to other brands just kind of like slapping on a design it'll look tacky or
1: yeah he cares so much about the stuff he's releasing and you can tell he started with Nike too like he that's kind of he started as an athlete's agent and then he worked
0: agent for Nike
1: so he one of his buddies moved to I think it was New York and um he needed a brand manager and John Geiger was like kind of not doing much like he was not in college or something like that I can't think or he and he just kind of his buddy was like do you want to be my manager and he's like I'll be on the next I'll drive up tomorrow I'm moving out and he started representing him and eventually that guy got a deal with Nike or somebody to make a shoe for him like to make a shoe line or to do a signature shoe and John Geiger started designing the shoe with team and then started doing his own drawings like just started making the shoes and and they were really good and then he kind of got to work with Nike by himself because he had there was something there he was good and then he was kind of losing the credit for what he was doing like he was the first person to John take was losing the credit? yeah like they wouldn't kind of get pay it where it was due or they weren't they didn't like his designs and they thought it was he was doing too much away from the brand and then eventually like he was the first person i'm pretty sure to detach the swoosh or make multiple swooshes on one shoe like taking air force one yeah and put like a swoosh above it and below or take the swoosh off like just messing with the swoosh he was the first person to do that i think and they did about? not they didn't really like it. Like, they didn't like the design. So, he just started making them himself and calling them like customs. Like, he would just sell them as customs.
0: Yeah, I remember you showing me that.
1: And now, Nike has shoes where you can, the swoosh can come off. The swoosh has multiple swooshes. Like, there's tons the scotch, of shoes like that. Yeah, they messed with the swoosh. Yeah. But it was just that, at, like, the world wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Or, Nike was like wasn't a huge ready no, for no. it. And now, and now they, the they've taken way. that and they've started using it in their own branding. So, he was kind of a innovator in that sense where they just the, the time wasn't ready for him he was too ahead of his time and now he's in his own time but he's always going to come he's doing much better like
0: do you think that people just weren't ready for the change like like no the swoosh has to stay the way it's always yeah been. Like, it's the i'm sure the marketing show.
1: team just said no that's not going to work out like that's where <laughs> we don't mess with the swoosh kind yeah. of thing and yeah. now you mess with the swoosh you need to change it up somehow it's been years like you can't make the same shoe.
0: obviously the feedback's been pretty freaking good if like these shoes are selling out or doubling in price or tripling in price when they're reselling. His? or the swoosh shoes well
1: the travis scotts are half clout shoes and half because it's a really cool design like even if those weren't travis scott shoes i still think they look sick and if like when they're with the pink laces i think that brown pink with the backward swoosh i I think those shoes look sick
0: i don't like the brown by itself but that's just my personal opinion like it's not
1: i like the brown by itself with the swoosh
0: shoe to me
1: With the swoosh changed and the brown, it's different enough that I like it. And the
0: pink, and the pink lace. But that
1: adds even another, I'd be fine with it with the black laces. I wouldn't be as into it, but I still like it. The pink laces with the brown is, is crazy. Like it's my favorite look in the entire shoe game. Yes, yes. It makes
0: people turn their heads, I would feel.
1: Without even his name on it. And then his name on it just adds, it puts it in the stratosphere of how much it's desired. Yes. All of his shoes are like that. And there's reason for it and there's not like the, the air force ones he did i don't think they are nice looking they have a zipper as the as the laces and they're brown plaid and there's like there's it's
0: too much going on
1: and i just think they're super ugly and people buy them just because they're travis scotts and people i've heard people say like i think these are ugly and i bought them because they're cactus jacks i think the coolest ones are well he has the purple and blues but i, th- I like the green ones the green sixes which are like they're a military green this? yeah and there's uh A stash pouch inside your ankle. And then uh, the Jordans are the same thing. Um, The the brown Jordan 1s and the 6s that are military green are so sick. Like, even without his name, I would still think those are cool and I would want them. But with his name, they're even cooler and I'd want them more. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to add to that topic to like fashion and, and clout and status?
1: No, I just don't recommend basing your own self-worth on it like have self-confidence and then buy things because of that or buy things after that like work on that first I think you work definitely... on what's underneath the clothes and then get the clothes too if you want yeah but Do don't get the clothes a more? <laughs> don't buy the clothes to fix what's underneath the clothes or anything like cars anything in your life you shouldn't buy to fix what's on the inside get what's on the inside right and then if that still is if the want or the desire for that kind of stuff is still there, then get it because it's just there. And that's just like, you can like money and you can like cool cars. Like that's totally fine. As long as you're, you've, you've composed yourself and you know that you genuinely just enjoy those things. Like I genuinely enjoy going to the gym, but it also makes you look better and feel better. If it didn't do those things, I would still genuinely enjoy doing it. So if, if it was just for cloud, it was like, I want to be a FitSpo fitness guy it wouldn't, it would be for the wrong reason. So if I like cool cars because it's cool to like cool cars, that's not all right. But if you are just content with yourself and you literally just love sports cars, you love going fast, or you love the, the craftsmanship of making them or the engines or how fast they go or the transmissions, anything like that, that's totally fine. Like it's cool to like cool cars. That's so great. But if you like it for the right reason, same with clothes, if you like the actual craftsmanship that goes into fashion and things like that, or you care about style and designing pieces and outfits, cool, do that. But don't do it because it's the thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like you've really helped me, like, push me in the right direction of the whole, like, liking it for actually liking it and not just because other people have it or it's the next best thing.
1: You have a significant issue with that. They're not issue, but, like, <laughs> I'm sure tons of girls, but uh, at least but I'm, I'm making you aware of it. Yes. Like, If an influencer recommends something, you're the first one to, like, try it. Like, apple cider vinegar, I used to drink that, and then she'd be like, that's disgusting. An influencer started doing it, she's like, let me try apple cider vinegar. Same thing with, like, certain shoes. She'll be like, I really like this. I want it. Why? Well, this person has it. Like, you got to really like it for yourself. If you see someone wearing something, and you're like, oh, that looks cool. I'll learn about it myself, too, and then you find your own desire for it. That's cool, but... Influencers are actually so effective on you. Like <laughs> they literally influence you, and you and you need someone else there to be like, are you just being influenced right now, or do you actually want this?
0: Yeah, but I've definitely gotten better.
1: Yeah, which I'm think it's just a general problem like, in the whole world. That like social media influencing, I just wish wasn't as effective as it is, because it sells products, and it and most of the time these the people these people don't want to buy these products that bad.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember. What store was it? We were in the streets, PacSun. Sun. And we there were I think I went through like one of the sale clothing racks and I tried on that pink windbreaker. And I feel like I would have never in the past even thought to pick that up and like it's too bright. Even though I love pink, I would never wear that. But it was like hype. Like I thought it was cute. Like I would wear that with sneakers. It didn't fit right, but three years ago I would have never picked that up off the rack.
1: Because you would have think it's not cool?
0: Yeah, and it just like doesn't go
1: It's not dainty.
0: I'm not dainty. That just, would be.
1: Like, I would. That's how I would describe your style before you met okay, me. Okay,
0: maybe, maybe like more like put together. I wouldn't say dainty though.
1: I'd say dainty if you ever saw Civvy's <laughs> Day with those big ass British hats or anything like that. Like it was definitely.
0: Oh, God, we first. We weren't even dating yet, and on what my our Ceviche Day at school. So we went to a uniform school, a Catholic high school, and I wore this like long black like floppy hat and a cute scarf and like a dark red lip. Like, you rich British my woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I dress more. Well, some. Like, I very rarely wear classy white people clothes. Most of my style is hip hop culture enthused. Yeah. I don't want. I really am in the culture and with mo- more than most people would either think or they are themselves. But it's so easy to think, oh, he's just a cult. Like, a. Like a clout. He's ch- clout chasing. Yeah. Like, he's just jumping in the cool culture and or he's just i i'm losing the word right now but it's just kind of pulling from something that you don't actually relate to just because it's the cool thing to do but it's like no i really am it just being white honestly if i'm that's what it is it's just being white and being so into hip-hop you kind of get a, a cold shoulder just because you're white mm-hmm. so it's hard to find the balance of being in it but not trying too hard yeah i don't know
0: I find this more difficult for guys too
1: well, yeah because like, it's not like I could as...
0: see a white girl pulling off something
1: but I don't think they like that
0: you don't think the, the girls... like there's
1: a whole stereotype of black guys going for white girls and like not giving black girls enough uh like enough love like love your own color and things like that like there's a whole movement of white girls take black girls style and then black guys go for the white girls whereas oh, and the black they girls don't, don't like they, it. they don't like that like even just there's some black guys too that are like love your sisters like, your blood system, like, you know, like, like, keep it, keep it in the family kind of thing, like, keep our, keep our togetherness w- of black culture, and don't, like, let them appropriate it, because a lot of times it is, like, there's a lot of times there's girls that don't give a crap about anything about the culture, but they'll wear, like, a whole hype outfit, and that's just how they'll dress and stuff like that, because it's cool, and it's the thing to do, or they'll listen to the music and literally don't care about it at all, yeah, but it's just the thing to do, like, there is, there's rappers that literally, appropriate hip-hop culture and they're black too like Blueface, literally says i do not listen to rap music i don't care about any of the old rappers i rap and it makes me money like things like that just make me so frustrated because they actually That's they're, crazy they're profiting they're profiting statement. from the culture and they don't care about the culture at all they're literally just there to make their they make their dollar and get out and then there's people who study the game and that and they they learn from the old rappers and they but get better get them
0: farther in life
1: Hundred percent, it will. And but I don't. E- I don't enjoy that he's even getting enough success to buy mansions and stuff like that when he doesn't care at all. That's
0: true. It it is frustrating to hear and see that.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, like Jake Paul. He probably doesn't give a crap about making actual good videography content. He just wants to make something that's dramatic and will flashy and stand out and make people click it because it's a cool thumbnail or it's just drama. Whereas there's a videographer like maybe Nabil or sawyer hartman where they like put their blood and tears into a video and it's just creative artistry and they're not on the same level or like there's people who care about things and there's people who just jump on and jump off or get in for a buck and get out yeah i don't appreciate that in anything <laughs> me
0: neither <laughs> uh so y- you're good with that topic you don't have any else to add
1: I think I went a lot, no, no, it was well a said, lot though. overboard. It
0: was well said because uh, this next point is completely unrelated. So <laughs> uh, we talked about the transition after high school and choosing your post-secondary path. And we had both come to the to this conclusion of a lot of grade 12s need that extra year of just figuring stuff out before they go and commit their money and time into a field that they're being pushed into because that's the right or the next thing to do.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't even think, because you kind of really have to know what you want to do. People act like it's grade 12, and they are they say, how could these 17, 18-year-olds be expected to know what they want to do at this point in their life? Mm-hmm. But you really have to know what you want to do by grade 11 because those are prerequisites for grade 12 Very courses. True. And if you need those grade 12 courses, you need the grade 11 courses first. So you kind of have to know what you want to do By the time you're 16-ish years old. And I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. 17 You're 17 in grade 12. But picking your grade 11 courses, you'll be 16. And your first semester, you'll be 16. You're right. So, for these kids that honestly do know exactly their passion in their grade 11, like, more power to you. Like, you are lucky. You are very lucky. And for other people, it's understandably hard. I didn't learn... I wasn't anything into fitness I was very active but I was a pretty fat kid and I didn't know anything that I wanted to be into fitness until end of grade 12 first year of high school and at that point it was too late I had no science courses I had no math courses I had just already put myself in an extremely poor position to now follow through with what I really wanted to do most kids literally are, have no idea what they want to do in grade 12 and the thing to do right now is take a business program. So they just go and take a business program so that they can go to college. And when people say, are you in school? They have the answer, yes. Because it's way more easy in social situations to say yes to that question than to be comfortable with yourself saying, no, I'm figuring things out. Nobody is accepting of that answer. Family members, acquaintances, nobody wants to hear, no, I'm not right now. Yeah. To that question.
0: What I always thought was interesting was when, you know, the time where everyone's buzzing around like, oh, where did you apply? Where did you apply? Are you going away? Are you staying at home? And then people would list off the schools and the programs. And there were certain people, I remember, that would list off a different program for every school. And I'm like, so you don't know what? You're like, why? I don't understand. So you I kind of did that. You,
1: uh... I applied for psychology, sociology in most schools. And then I applied for a couple of business programs.
0: Okay, fair enough. But, well, psychology and sociology is still kind of the same ballpark. Those
1: 100%, but I have also applied for business programs, too, is what I mean. Yeah. I applied for... Like, I still like psych, soci, and I find that stuff very interesting. I love learning about the human mind and how humans work in groups and things like that and how they function but it just wasn't for me career-wise um but yeah i just threw in business courses too because that was the thing to do i was like maybe i'll apply to those and if i get into those and none of the other ones i was
0: thinking more of people that would be psych and then paramedic school and then like literally different (laughs) different fields completely uh i feel like those were the most confused kids because they were just like well i got in or like it seemed kind of interesting by the summary or the description um I feel it's hard, but knowing someone that's already in that field and has come out with some success or has done school and on to the next thing that still has to do with their field are always good people to talk to. But those people aren't aren't always like accessible to just talk to. You know what I mean?
1: I just think the whole problem, it just furthers society's problems as a whole. These kids are lost, and then they're put into their not forced but they're pushed towards going to school and it's like just go to school so they go into a program they maybe don't love they finish the program that they don't love or they drop out neither one is a great situation one is more successful than the other i guess but they're both unhappy go to the next step they get a job maybe they don't love the job or they don't know what to do with their life and they're kind of stuck at home or they're getting working some crappy job just to pay the bills both are not good both are unhappy you're unhappy with your job so you go do unhappy. like you were drinking every night or you're unhappy with the rest of the situation you're like like this is just a huge snowball of unhappiness with the main aspects of your life that just furthers every problem society has like alcoholism drug addiction food addiction obesity like smoking all these problems just stem from nobody's content or happy with what they do with their life and it starts from teaching these kids in high, in, in high school and in just the whole school system, I think, needs to be redeveloped. But I just, just the way say. that they start the school system, not putting an emphasis on you, your individualness, uh, that sounds super millennial, but it's true. Like, everyone needs to learn what they actually like. Well, that was my of... next
0: point, is how do we set people up better so they may not need that year off after because now they're set on a better path of what their interest is in? Like, remember we talked about... How so... would
1: I rework the school system?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, our school was a Catholic art school and uh, we have a garage that was used for um art the art students but way before that like we were even in art school that was like an automobile shop like that's where people learn about cars and like how the mechanics and all of that and if there was more hands-on classes that were available for people to tinker with and be okay I don't like this or oh I really like this like what's my next step in this way you know what I mean
1: yeah, I think there should be general curriculum courses that just teach you how to be a student, so whatever make it your math and your English, but then the extras like all the electives I think should be replaced by you mandated trials. You just go and try new careers all like all the time or another thing mandatory courses, personal finance, taxes and and loans life skills that yeah, you will actually need like one automotive class should be mandatory changing oil changing tire just that entry to automotive that should be mandatory for everybody um
0: that's true every, imagine everyone knowing how to change a flat tire
1: most people don't until you're I'd sitting on the edge of the road the and su- you just figure it out or you don't <laughs> i wouldn't so that things like that general life skills need to be courses not civics and careers that says make a resume I'll give you a grade and what do you want to be? Like there's no... That career course is the biggest waste of time of any course in the whole school. And it could be the most useful. effective and useful course in the entire school. So there needs to be that's so true. mandatory life skill teaching. How to time management, how to take a loan, what even a loan is, what's interest? Could you, can you collect it? Do you lose it? Like most people... I know you, for example, like you've kind of been sheltered. So there's things you don't know. And just me teaching you those things is so eye-opening to you where other people can benefit from that too like I there's stuff I can still learn but there's so many people who know less than what I know and I just had to learn that stuff on myself like people just have twenty thousand dollars sitting in a bank account where is that money making you any money what do you mean is that money making me any money <laughs> like do you have it invested invested in what the stock market how do I do that or what's your interest rate on that investment people will be just like I don't know it's in my account just just regular how do you take a car loan i don't know what is the? what is your car loan charging you? i don't know i just went about the car like so many things people don't know how do you take a mortgage like what do you need to take a mortgage all these so yeah. many things people don't know how do you do your taxes and do you need to know these things
0: yeah so yeah when he says sheltered he means stuff that i haven't um necessarily learned from school and then my parents didn't inform me of that i learned much later in life where someone like you probably would have learned like three years before you told me
1: i just love learning by myself Like in school for some reason i hated learning just because i guess it was what you had to learn and it was things that i wasn't interested in but when i find a topic of interest i just go head first and i try to learn everything there is to it so i got into photography and i learned everything about iso aperture shutter speed like i tried to learn everything about it um like personal finance i try to learn so much about it uh, just anytime i get into a topic i get way in and that is it's a blessing and a curse there's there's both sides to it but it's just that not a lot of people have that same i'll learn everything about it they'll just kind of hear something and they'll be like yeah that i need to dig alone sometimes that's good but it's just there's so much knowledge out there that so many people have access to that they need to be steered in that direction earlier before they're put in the position where they don't understand it's too late
0: Mm -hmm. so you think if we had more of those try everything courses that we'd have less dropout rates we'd have less taking the gap year in between yeah i think there should be outcome
1: i think there should be aptitude aptitude tests of kind of what steer like you could take tests to see how your personality works what kind of environments you like to see yourself Mm -hmm. in just based on your interests we could take aptitude tests to kind of put kids in categories put them into trying trial programs of Things that are in that category so if kids are really hands-on let them try every trade for like a a couple days each or a week each and see if they like anything if they don't like any of them perfect move on from that but at least every kid has tried that that thinks that they may be more hands-on like that someone who is a reader and a writer they love analyzing stats put them with a, a, a company's marketing or buying team for a week and see if they work well with that or if they enjoy the work that they're doing just give them opportunities out of the school because most kids leave school and don't understand what real life is. Like real life, your whole life has been school. Real life is nothing like school. It's nothing like school at all. So kids need to learn that. Like we're all sheltered by being in this brick house for eight hours a day where you sit there and someone just talks at you. That's not how the real world is. And Mm -hmm. people need to learn that more. Like all of us need to be more well-informed for when we leave the school.
0: So on that note, or I guess on that topic, touch on the couple full-time jobs you've done and how that was once you've dropped out and were like okay, I'm in the real world now I'm doing I'll call it a nine-to-five um, and what you learned and what you wish you would have learned in school or like where you see these pros and cons of things coming together
1: well from grade 12 I went to Laurier is it gonna can I say that yeah okay I <laughs> did a semester and a half had excellent grades, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't working out. I didn't feel right, so I dropped out of that. What did you
0: not feel right about?
1: I joined late, so I didn't get into a res first year, and I think that was a super important part, so I was living with people that I wasn't fully comfortable with. So social? Because that experience, the social experience is half of going away, more than half. I think it's three-quarters of going away. University, I think, is more as a social skill developer than the actual programs itself like i think
0: that's huge networking
1: networking just learning how to interact with different people learning how to live on your own i think university is mostly about that than the actual things you're learning in the class itself and just the ability to show up to the class shows that you can commit to something just all the life skills you you learn from university is i think the actual point of university like the The actual writing and the note-taking, the studying itself is not the most important part, and it's not the reason you go. But that's another topic. But uh, So yeah, the didn't work out with that. I dropped out, and uh, I can't even remember what I did right after that. But then I went to Humber for accounting, did not want to be an accountant, got a job at uh, SportCheck.
0: Which is a sporting goods store here in Canada. Yeah,
1: started part-time, then I was full-time, then I was a manager of the department. I did that for a while realized it didn't pay that well um did i go back to school after that no and then i got a job with one of my friends in like a labor union so it's just kind of um like working with wood labor just kind of phys- manual labor physical labor and it paid really well but the hours are 7 a.m to 5 so it's just brutal you have no life so and then i've been to another job where it's 7 a.m to 3 kind of same thing manual labor and those three different like managing a store Versus the two manual labors, like none of it's like school and it's completely different and I don't love all any of them, but it's (laughs) just the difference in each thing. Like, for example, my opinion, I think the work that was required at the sport check was more difficult than the manual labor and required a higher set of social skills or time, time management skills, things like that, than the two jobs I've worked since and both paid much better. So just because it was retailing, you don't get paid that much for retail. Whereas you can be at the bottom of the total pole in this job and you're making way more money. And neither of them would would fit kind of what I would consider to be my passions or my aptitude test. But it's just kind of what's happening in the interim right now.
0: What What is something you've taken from each job that is a good thing? So Sportcheck, you moved your way up the ladder and got to manager.
1: That was a lot more networking and working with people and how problem solving, like how to fix a situation with customers or how to work with different people or uh, like deal with everyone's schedules. And there's just a lot more required of a lot more responsibility. Like you're the one that's held accountable for if things don't look nice or if people aren't getting their shifts or if people are having problems or if a customer's mad, there's way more to deal with than that. And you have to learn how to kind of think on your feet. The other stuff is... I guess more how to just suck it up and keep moving on. Like that's, I I guess it's all, I made some friends at the other job that I was working with my friend and it 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 makes it a lot easier if you have people to work with that you enjoy working with. Well, I guess both jobs I have friends now. Um, And that's probably the only way I can even do it right now. If I didn't know people or have friendly people. people at the construction type jobs, I probably wouldn't have made it this far, even just this long in. And I don't want to be there much longer, but it's just till I can get out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what's something you've taken from the latter two jobs?
1: Just kind of how to put your head down. Really. Like that's that's the most important thing. And how to thing. get up it's early. Just, <laughs> exactly. Like, get less sleep. Get up early. Put your head down. Put in another day. Get another check. Like that's it's an important skill to learn because sometimes you just kind of have to put your head in the mud and push forward. And there's everyone's life is going to have a point where you just are in a terrible situation. I'm not trying to say that's a terrible situation and boohoo me. But like there's going to be times where, I don't know, you can't pay the bills or a family member dies. And it's just like the hard things will happen to you. And you need to be able to just kind of tie up your boots and push, like go forward. And that's kind of what it's taught me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mental fortitude. If you want like a, wow, a fancy. You and your <laughs>
0: fancy words. Um... Okay, this next one that we have here, being something positive out of the norm or developing a hobby, the negative feedback you receive.
1: I think that was I was kind of going with that, whereas a lot of times where people are dissatisfied with their work or the thing they spend the most amount of time on, so they'll an outlet is to find a hobby that you actually do enjoy. So for me, if I work all the time, my outlet would be the gym. And I like, that's something that gives me joy. So at least I can look forward to that. And there's something I can do in my spare time where it's like, I make my spare time matter to me. Mm-hmm. So it's, I still have something to look forward to. Um, whereas and the, some, a lot of times if people don't have that, if they haven't found that for themselves, they haven't looked hard enough or they just haven't come across it yet. So say I could work with a guy and he could love, uh, like kung fu, or not kung fu like boxing or like mma but he's never tried it so he doesn't know so he just doesn't have a hobby or the one thing he would be so happy doing he hasn't tried yet so he's kind of just like miserable but i found something that i love so that makes them upset like i think other people don't like to see other people happy if they're happy if they're unhappy sorry
0: i agree
1: so it's it's way easier to tear down someone else's home than to build up your own so if somebody maybe just by accident or they just haven't put in the work to find something that they enjoy, they'll kind of bash you for finding something you enjoy. Or it's way easier to complain about your relationship than to just be like, no, nah, I'm pretty happy with my relationship. Or, yeah, my friends are great. Whereas other people, it's just so easy to talk bad about the things in your life, the people in your life, the day you're experiencing. It's just so much easier to say negative things than to say positive things because that actually takes effort. Mm-hmm to feel good or to admit to uh, nobody it's also people don't think that other people want to hear good things i think people think that other people think they're bragging or that they're being egotistical when people say good things like i'm so happy with my relationship she's the best and I, we have great times together they'll be like oh here we go again whereas if you're like my girl is nagging me all the time like she's so annoying they're like yeah me too whereas you get a completely different reaction when you say something positive versus something negative
0: that's so true That's so true. I find that it differs, though, between male and female because I feel like the environments you've talked about in the past versus mine. I mean, like, obviously girls can talk bad about their boyfriends as well, but I I feel like it's not... No, it's definitely strong. not as...
1: Well, it's just a stereotype for a guy to but be yeah, annoyed of right. his girlfriend. You're right. You're so right. I'm, I hear that more often because I'm more with more guys. Yeah, but... I'm but. sure there's stereotypes the same way. Or, like, girls, like, they're talking... They complain about their boyfriend's never on time or he doesn't clean.
0: Yeah. Seems so like that. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like, no, we, we're doing this. Or we just want to see this movie. Or we went to the co- this cottage this weekend. Like, it's always, like, a, a yay moment as opposed to a negative.
1: I can see the same focus. thing where girls want to almost maybe one up each other so they say a lot of good things trying to like out good the next person and maybe they'll lie about it like i feel like it would be yeah guys go for more complaining and they'll like out complain each other be like yeah i have it worse (laughs) whereas girls i feel like might guys and guys will like lie about it too they'll maybe they'll say their relationship is worse than it is just to kind of fit in whereas i feel like girls it's it's almost a culture to out lie so uh, maybe say you go on a vacation, you say it was amazing and you tell everyone how great it was when really it wasn't that good just so other people are kind of jealous of you or you tell them you lost 10 pounds and you lost six just to say like, look how good I'm doing. Or just I feel like that's a more of a culture for girls to do and guys is not like that. I feel like guys yeah. is the opposite and everyone just needs to meet in the middle. Yeah. Just say the truth. Could you mind if everybody just said the truth? It would be a really weird world. It
0: really would all be, the movies, everyone would be so honest. All the movies
1: about it are so interesting. Yeah. Everyone would be so honest if everyone just told the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, I'm just thinking an example. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but like these... I'll, I'll give them little character names. So, Bill has a girlfriend and he was talking... He's been with her for a long time and Jesse is another girl... Is a girl who works as a server. And... They, like, always talk whatever, but Bill is always talking about, like, cheating on his girl, and like, oh, she found out I snapped a new one, like, all this stuff. I'm like, if you're so unhappy and you just enjoy the attention of, like, all these girls, just, like, break up with her. But it's that security of just, like, flexing and saying, like, oh, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, but or really, just... Would pref- Bill would prefer to just be with all these girls and just be with all these girls.
1: Or just the lack of fakeness required, because I'm not very good at being fake, so if someone says something in a conversation and i don't have any reply to it i just won't reply or did a you lot find of times it's awkward though is it is it's so awkward because no one's ready for it they just they're like hello like, you're, like people you will say a comment and it doesn't require a reply but most people will just be like yeah or okay yeah cool or they'll agree they'll, they'll just yeah. be like yeah they'll just say something as a filler word whereas i'll just won't say anything cuz i don't feel that anything is necessary in the conversation and that's not acceptable in today's conversational society or whatever Why? or um if you're being fake to someone just because you have to, it would be so weird in the world if you could just be like, I don't really fancy you too much. I'm going to keep my distance. And I'd be like, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I will also keep my distance. And I'll go talk to these people who do like me instead of being like, oh, how's it going? Or I hate you or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you can swear my bad. <laughs> just in general, like there's a whole lot of energy expended in by everybody in today's world. That doesn't need to be expended just because just to be fake or just to put on a show or just to put on this mask of who you really feel like you have to be to other people when really you're not like that at all just be normal i struggle with it too i'm not saying i'm perfect i just like it would be so much nicer if you could just do that
0: but i think as a person and being with you for so long i've seen like you evolve with because we're not in, like, social situations together that that often, like, other than, like, your group of friends and then, like, my couple. Um, but if someone's saying something, like, you're pretty honest, which is, like, saying your response to people who are closer with you because... Yeah, if like the whole group higher. is
1: saying something and they'll kind of look at me, I'll be like,
0: nah. Yeah, you'll be like, I fully disagree. Yeah, yeah. and I have
1: no problem doing that. Or someone will be... But it, sh- it should like be a- so
0: more normalized to be able to do that to more people. Like, you probably wouldn't do that to your boss or... Like,
1: but I do some like I I'm I've gotten to the point where I do do it in situations where it may not be so acceptable, but it's just like that's who I am like that's how I act mm-hmm. or someone make a fitness joke and I'll just fully admit it or like say, for example, I eat with small utensils because I like that it f- makes me feel like I get more spoonfuls or whatever. But someone will ask me like, why do you have why do you use such a small spoon? And I'll be like, instead of saying, oh, it's just the one I picked out of my drawer, I'll fully say I just like using small utensils because I get I feel like I'm eating more. And that's so weird to other people. Or, what are you talking <laughs> about? But I could fully lie about that. And there's tons of other examples like that. But I'm just, I don't, I don't have the energy or waste a waste of time to lie about something like that. And certain times there's certain little things that I'll pick up and it just sticks with me. Like one of Jordan, Jordan Peterson, who's kind of lost his mind now, but um, he has a book called 12 Rules for Life. And one of them is don't lie. Like, just don't lie It waste your time, waste their time. Just don't. It just make that a rule. Don't lie. And I try I try so hard to, even when it's a situation where it'd be so much easier to lie, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I just can't lie. And I'll just be say, honest? and it's so hard. And sometimes it puts you in such weird situations or situations do you, you don't want to be in. Um, well, that was one of them, but just, uh, well, a lot of times if it comes to admitting things, oh, um, my my boss was like, what did you do? And I or said,
0: what, what, what'd you do for what? Um, what'd you do today at
1: work? Yeah. And or, so you were or why did you stay home or what were you or something like that? I don't know what he asked me. But he's like, why did you stay home today? I'm like, honestly, I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. Like <laughs> I just I woke up and I turned my alarm off and I was like, I'm not I can't move. But or I could have been like, oh, I was sick. My tire broke or whatever. Or my car broke down. Like, really He gets that like- excuse every day. Like my car broke down because somebody says that almost like all the time. Or...
0: He has a lot of people to worry about too, like on this. Yeah, too. or
1: someone will say, or he'll ask me like what I was doing for the last hour, and I'll be like, well, for forty-five minutes I did this job, then I walked to this guy and like talked to him, and then helped him a little bit with his, and then I, like worked. I was on my phone for like five minutes, and then I just like, or I took a phone call or something like that. There will be there's times where I won't necessarily fully tell the truth, but there's other times where I shouldn't, and I just blatantly do, <laughs> <laughs> and it probably puts you in bad situations.
0: But then I feel like
1: in the long run they trust you more 100% like I'm in a position at work that's a good position for one of the reasons because of that other reasons because I have a good connection with my cousin who's my connection at work is like the boss's favorite or whatever but other than that I I'm also just quite honest in most situations so that gets you far enough like they may not like your answer all the time but they I'm sure they appreciate the fact that your answer is the right is the truth
0: right I love that (laughs) Uh, well, do you have anything else to add on that topic?
1: No, I don't even think I answered the topic by the end of that. No, you
0: did. It was being something positive out of the norm or developing a hobby, the negative feedback you receive.
1: Yeah, that went way past that. That's okay.
0: All right. Um, well, I hate to tell you, but that's all the topics I've written.
1: Oh, well, that was fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm really glad you came on. This was definitely more of a chill episode. Um. This is a lot of how our conversations go in real life.
1: Even the amount of talking each. I feel like, <laughs> I, I, feel like I talk this whole time and you just kind but of that's were how cool enjoying
0: sometimes. it. Got, a lot of the time I'm, I'm the listener and I'm the sponge trying to absorb everything and being. This pulled.
1: podcast was us cooking. <laughs> you're just standing there with the spatula and you're like, can I, can I flip it yet? Uh, can well, I make the salad? Do you want
0: to plug your socials?
1: i mean i'm not famous or anything uh my instagram is kieran.wb uh that's my social i
0: guess (laughs) uh has a podcast as well
1: yeah it's paused right now i'm very busy in terms of i work and then don't sleep and then go back to work but i'm hoping to get it started soon
0: yeah um yeah if you guys could give this episode five stars it would be rate and leave a review uh and maybe even some future topics that you'd like us to cover and discuss because he'll definitely be on again for more like conversational pieces like this and there's a lot happening for him too in the future near future so um other than it being on youtube we could definitely podcast about that
1: (laughs) i hope to get regularly yeah we could feature each other regularly at some point but we're not there yet
0: Um, the links will be in the show notes and the timestamps as well Um, but thank you guys so much for watching slash listening and catch you next time